Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin Podcast. It is getting close to 100. Are we going to do something special for the 100th podcast? I don't know. What can I do that's special? You could do all of Earl's Court every night, the whole show, and talk about it. That'll take 75 hours of your time. You going to do that? No. You could do... I uh, know. I, I think I will do something. Um, I think I will do something. I'm considering a live stream. Although... Yeah, fuck that. I'm thinking a live stream, maybe. I was like, m- my, my hesitation is... Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm very introverted, says the guy who screams and says fuck all the time on a podcast broadcasting to thousands of people every week. Yes. Yes. I think I might, though. Put a pin in that, maybe on YouTube. I don't know. I have two months to find out. and Well, not to find out. To decide. I hold the reins of my fate. I am the captain of my ship, etc. Well, 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 well. We have part two of the ridiculously good concert from June 26, 1977 at the L.A. Forum. It is the fourth of five nights, which are generally considered to be a, if not the, high watermark of the 77 tour. And um, I don't think I'd heard this show before in its entirety because, I, you know, you longtime listeners know. I'm not a big fan of the 77 tour, or I wasn't a big fan. I have to amend that. Um, It's still not my favorite. The main reason being, um, like you've heard me talk about it, the vibe generally. This kind of a cocaine, heroin, drugged, subtle aggressiveness that, uh, maybe not even subtle, that just the vibe of it... uh, isn't my fave and the sound, the tone of Jimmy's guitar isn't my fave. The tone of what's captured on Jonesy's alembic bass detracts from me because it doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin anymore to me, to me, to me. However, you know also that I have had a change of heart, change of heart uh, over this, you know, because of this podcast and you wonderful people suggesting shows for me. And, um, yeah, so I do, I do have an appreciation for the 77 tour and I have an appreciation and love for this show. Hey, Mark, isn't that just cause you got high and listened to it on headphones and really liked it cause you were high? Yes. Yes. That's what, that's what, that's what brought the walls down. That's what brought the shields down so that I could take in the music and just be transported by it. However, it's also because there's something about this show that is just more fun to me. Ding, ding. And, um, yeah, I like it. You like it, too. People are psyched. Uh, Caveat, if you haven't noticed the running time of this, it's going to be a long one. And you know what? Last night, when I was uh, prepping the tracks for this, I um, I decided I think this is... Well, I can't say I decided, I think. Right there. Conflicting. I have decided that this is going to be a three-parter. 
I think my first three-parter, because there's stuff I still want to play. Is there a lot of stuff I still want to play? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Huh. Maybe it won't be a three-parter. I should have stuck with the indecision. We shall see. No, maybe it won't be a three-parter. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens next week, eh? In any case, it's a two-parter, and this is the part two of the ardor. So, my friends, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, pots and pans, which is what Carl Jung used to say. Carl Jung built a house by himself in Switzerland. Um, and at, there was a period of time when there was what could be described as like poltergeist activity there. And being Carl Jung, a uh, uh, depth, the depth psychologist, uh, he just dealt with it. So he would walk in and go, ladies and gentlemen, pots and pans, if you could please refrain from the noise and disturbance. I am an old man and I need to get my rest, which is sweet. So I just keep that, ladies and gentlemen, pots and pans. Because uh, everybody loves some young. Am I right? All right. Five minutes in. See, I am trying not to waste your time. I say this and then it's like, holy fuck, 15 minutes. So let's just jump in because this is a long one. I did all the prep work last week. It's the same show, the same information, everything. All the cast of characters is the same. This is simply part two of the program. Please take your seats. Um, extinguish your cigarettes. Finish your drinks. And let us resume the show. What we're going to start with is Since I've Been Loving You, because it's good and I like it. Oh, now I have a terrifying fear that I've done it already. Shit, hang on. I'm going to look back. I'm going to look back and make sure this isn't something from last week. Arg, I'm, you know, I'm going to end up taking notes for everything and making this really professional. I keep slouching ever toward becoming more professional and polished. <sighs> you people are forcing me to improve myself. All right, hang on. I'm going to see if I've already done since I've been loving you. I'll be back in a tick. No, thank God. It was no quarter and 10 years gone last week. Good, 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 good. Had a moment where I was like, oh my God, I really couldn't recall. Yay. All right. Well, since you haven't heard since I've been loving you, now I am not a fan of, generally speaking, the 77, anything after the 75 Since I've Been Loving You's. The original format of the Since I've Been Loving You's, kind of the song remains the same format. Um, the later kind of lounge song ones. It, it starts to lose its mojo, in my opinion, and Jimmy's playing his kind of avant-garde and expressionist playing doesn't really do it for me. And then when we get to the eight, 1980 tour, I mean, no one is into it. And it's just... But we're not at the 80 tour, we're at the 77 tour, and this particular performance of Since I've Been Loving You punched through my armor and is probably going to cause me to reevaluate the entire thing because I've been wrong about everything else. Why would I be right about this? It's about removing one's prejudices and trying to see things objectively as possible. All right. Since I've Been Loving You, June 26, 1977 at the L. A forum. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody just said they had a better. Well, fuck it. At the LA forum. Ladies and gentlemen, since I've been loving you, blah, 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 enjoy. Mm -hmm. 
Sadly, John Paul Jones has just got lost.
My goodness, wasn't that good. That was hot. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some looking and figure out why I like that one and not the other ones. I better. Maybe there are other ones like that. And I just heard something like uh, Cleveland 77, uh, the f- April 27th, which is my first bootleg, the Destroyer bootleg on that shitty, shitty vinyl. Um, <clears throat> maybe that I imprinted on that. And then I'm just so I don't anyway. That particular performance was fantastic, in my opinion. It made me happy. Hopefully it made you happy, too. Oh, hey. I have been sitting here eating wasabi almonds, which are delicious. Uh, Finger-licking good. Now, I have just rubbed my eye. And holy shit. 
The only thing keeping me from losing my mind is just talking to you about it. <laughs> it burns so bad, my eyebrow is, tw- is twitching. <laughs> ah! All right. In any case, I don't need to go on and on. Well, my goodness, friendos. What I have next for you is... And, forgive me, all those things on my phone are just my dinners on its way. What, did you get DoorDash again? I did, but I've been cooking for myself the entire week. And every, well, I think I already said that, didn't I? Everything yummy is gone, so I'm getting DoorDash. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I said that to someone else. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, that's what the ding-dings on the phone are. It's not all the bitches blowing up my phone. All right, I'm going to play. Oh, good. There's a trick to fix this that I just learned. I'm going to play the entire acoustic set, including Battle of Evermore, because I don't know what it is about this magic show, but I even like Battle of Evermore with Jonesy. Everybody seems to be in somehow good spirits and not necessarily the let's just get wasted rock and roll good spirits of the 77 tour and 75. But um, actually, I don't know. All the cylinders seem to be firing on this, or at least whatever their performance is, it aligns with whatever my perception is perfectly, which makes me enjoy it. And I hope you'll enjoy it too. It's the entire acoustic set, Battle of Evermore, Going to California, Black Country Woman, Oh my God, what's the name of the song? Uh, That's All Right, Mama. A little two-minute, That's All Right, Mama. That's All Right with you. Then Into Black Country Woman. Ramyar Stomp, which is nine minutes, but it's good. You know, this show is so good, I I may even include White Summer Black Mountainside next week. No, I can't, because I'm doing Cashmere this week. Never mind. All righty. I'm giving away the store here. Uh, Now you know the next song, too. So here it is, the entire 25-minute acoustic set from this wonderful show by this wonderful bunch of lads who, at this point in their lives, are a little more than half my current age. Holy mackerel. Alrighty. Battle of Evermore. Well, you know, the whole acoustic set. I will see you in 25 minutes. Good Bye to you. Oh, yay, my food's here. All right, friends, see you in half an hour. I'm going to eat my dinner. So when we started touring America, we uh, introduced an acoustic set into the program. But as time went on, we got so involved with all sorts of other aspects of the music that we found that we couldn't squeeze it in. You know what I mean? Now we find that we're squeezing it in more often than not. So this is a little acoustic segment. Featuring at the front of the stage, at the very spotlight at the front, Mr. John Henry Bonham. He's just getting over a bag of food poisoning again.
horses um, going to Hollywood. <laughs> Amazing names those days. Well, you were there too.
And that's why I love this band. <clears throat> they have a, they come, they're like the Baskin Robbins of rock and roll. 32 pay, 33, 34 flavors of music and all performed ably. Most of them performed brilliantly and a couple of them performed supernally. Now, I hope you liked that. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you very much. Um, I could have just grabbed a couple out of the acoustic set, but that whole thing kind of flowed together in my mind, like one long track. And it really, it's shorter than a lot of the whole lot of loves I've subjected you to. And, you know, God help me, the dazed and confused from 75, which can go on for geological epochs. <clears throat> so moving right along, since we're at 47 minutes and I still have another show, a song to play for you. I don't want to keep it up with too much idle chit-chat, other than to, of course, remind those of you who know and inform those of you who do not that Strider, which is the word that Robert yells out at the end of the Bramyar Stomp, Strider, <clears throat> is, was his dog. It's a beautiful song about his dog. I love it. Ain't no companion like a blue-eyed Merle, not girl. Very nice. So I love that. I love the entire vibe of the set. It seemed fun and not at all kind of, I don't know, not at all like the other acoustic sets that I've heard. Although I do love the acoustic set from the 77 tour generally. Sometimes they're a little sloppier and rougher. Sometimes they're a little more aggressive and cocaine -y, kind of clenched teethy. But um, God, this one was just perfect. I hope you agree, and if you don't, thanks for bearing with me. Well, speaking of bearing with me, let's get all this out of the way, shall we? <sighs> Deep breath. You can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook under the nom de plume, Heart of Markness. Where'd you come up with that name, Mark? It's the name of the podcast. Where'd you come up with that name? Well, I thought of something clever because my name is Mark and I'm fairly clever. At times, I've been said to be clever, and that seemed like a fairly clever thing. It hadn't been taken yet, so bada boom, bada bing, I bought the dot com, and here we go. <clears throat> so, yes, you can find me on Twitter. Please follow me. Uh, you can join the Facebook group. Also, nice. It has a life of its own, and everybody in there is nice. Nobody's been a dick. Nobody's been snarky. There's not even been anybody that I've had to be like, dude, take it down a peg. So, which is rare for Facebook. Um, I think it's because it's a smaller group. It's about a hundred folks. Um, there are some groups, Zeppelin groups that have thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And, you know, when you have 10,000, 20,000 people in a group, statistically, you're going to have a bunch of assholes in there. And uh, it doesn't take many assholes to kind of spoil a thread. So I feel very, very fortunate to have a great Facebook page. You are welcome, invited. You are invited. We'll set us a, a seat for you and put a plate out for you to come on in and make some friends, make some Zeppelin friends, or connect with Zeppelin friends that you already have. All right. Boom, boom, boom. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Oh, yeah. All my stuff's on YouTube as well. Well, the podcast, the Zeppelin podcasts are. I haven't started putting the classic rock podcast, which is the weekend stuff, up yet, but I think I'm down to like episode 654321. 
<clears throat> to put up of the Zeppelin podcast, and then I can start a separate playlist with all the classic rock. And there's a lot of them. I like doing this. <laughs> can you believe when I first started off, I hardly ever did it, and I gave it up for a year? Man, I'm glad I came back, and I'm glad you guys have been so cool. You like me. You really like me. We like Led Zeppelin. Okay, good enough. Fair enough. I will take it. And, hey, have you seen? I think I already talked about this, but uh, Ramble on Radio is back. Another Led Zeppelin podcast. So if you are not listening to that, listen to that one as well. Because, why? Because it's great. And although it does cover some live stuff, it also covers... Zeppelin timeline, Zeppelin news. It's 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 a supplement. If 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 my house is the if, if my podcast is the family room, Ramble on Radio would be the kitchen. Same building, complementary rooms. And Brian is a wonderful guy. And as soon as I published the podcast, he reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I can help you with some shit like fixing your horrible sound and sounding like an idiot on the mic." Um and I was so, I was so intimidated. I was so insecure doing this that I think I responded, but I responded with like who I wanted to be, which was like a fake persona rather than like, God, thank you. I will take any help I can get. And I should have done that, but I didn't. But he's a wonderful fella, puts out a hell of a podcast and uh, he took a hiatus which I understand I've taken hiatuses too. And there's not a hell of a lot going on in present day Zeppelin land. Cause you know, they're all a trillion years old and um, not that active. Oh, and the plague. Let's not forget that, but things will change and life will go on and there will be concerts again and the song will remain the same. So yes, there is ramble on radio and there's also another podcast which is, um, I've only seen it on YouTube, and I don't know if it's only on YouTube, but it is called Over the Top. It is a newer one. I think it's still in the single digits, but it's a really cool guy. Um, I believe his name is Chris. And basically, he takes requests and then plays the show. Not the entire show, but he plays like a, a melange from the show. And I don't believe, at least the, the episodes that I've heard, I'm not sure if he plays full tracks like I do or if he kind of cuts down to some really good stuff and makes a really great little compilation, which is rad. And hats off to you, man, if you do that. But um, there are three that I know of Led Zeppelin podcasts to which you can listen. So you will never be without Zeppelin. Um, I think at this point I am the most prolific coming out at the Zeppelin once a week and the Classic Rock once a week, so two podcasts a week, but mine are also the most casual and off the cuff. I do not have notes. I do not have an outline. I have, and sometimes I will, and it does benefit when I do, but um, I just kind of pick a song, pick a, pick a show, listen to it, find the tracks I want, dump them into Audacity, and then start talking. So... You have the, the you have a palette of Zeppelin podcasts to choose from, and that has never happened before. For years and years and years and years, it was only Brian 
holding the torch aloft. He was the hermit on top of the cliff, holding the lantern. And uh, a couple of us finally scrambled up to keep him company. So, oh yeah, where else am I? I'm, I'm in the middle of my social media thing. I have heartofmarkness.com, which is where I, I post the podcast. I occasionally post some other stuff. Um, and But most importantly, this is where you can find this complete Recording. You can download this entire show, the whole goddamn thing, just for yourself at heartofmarkness.com and just about every other show I've had. Although I've moved some stuff around on my Mega Drive and I have a terrifying suspicion that that may, that, that that may have invalidated dozens of links. And if that's the case, God help me because I don't want to deal with it. But... By and large, everything should work, and this one definitely works. So go to heartofmarkness.com if you want this show, and download the show for free. It don't cost nothing. But speaking of costing nothing, how about costing something? If you like what I do and want to support the podcast and myself, you are invited to go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness and do so. I will read your name off every week, and... uh I lend a larger ear to your suggestions for shows. In fact, there's a poor guy who has been suggesting for months that I do a uh, March 4th, 1975, Dallas. And I've always been like, yep, 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 I will. Calm thyself. But it just hadn't been, it hadn't been right. I'd either been like, dude, I just did like 375 shows. Or I'm like, but I want to do this one. And he has been so patient and... uh Tonight, I realized that, what the fuck? Yes, sir. Yes, patron. Of course I'll do your show. It's not that I don't like the show. I don't know. Ever just wonder why you're an idiot sometimes? That's me. So, anyways, I offer a laurel and hearty handshake to these, the titans, upon whose shoulders rests the heart of Markness. So thank you to Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, the aforementioned person who has been so patient, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, other David, Bill, Bonzo Billy, and Nemo. Thank you, my friends. It means the world to me that you believe in what I do, you like in what I do, and you support what I do. Because it doesn't cost a lot of money to do all this, but it costs a chunk. And those of you who know me know I am not a man of means. I spent a good half century making poor choices. Um, Turning that around successfully, but, you know, we're halfway through the game at best. And I'm just now going, wait a second. If I wasn't stupid, how would my life go? So thank you, my friends, for allowing this me to uh, do this and making it possible for me to do this podcast. All right. I will now step off the dais. They're playing the music. It's time to walk off stage and continue on. Let us not forget. Oh my God, I've subjected you to almost 12 minutes of talking. Let us not forget that there is one more song to play. One more song to play here coming up on the one hour mark. What's he going to play? What's he going to play? I already told you. Much like Orson Welles, in, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the song. Oh yes, I can't, song, movie. At the very beginning of his movie, A Touch of Evil, 
he shows you exactly who the perpetrator is, who plants the bomb that goes off. But being, first of all, a master, master, master cinematographer and director, he was also a stage magician, a very good stage magician, and he knows how people see things, he knows how people process things, and he knows what people look at. And, uh, yeah, so check out Touch of Evil. It's like, Touch of Evil is kind of like Pulp Fiction in, like, 1958, in a way. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. What does it have to do with it? You were making a point about that. I was, but I lost the thread of the point. Sorry. Orson Welles, Touch of Evil. Oh, Cashmere. That's what I'm playing. I'm playing Cashmere. I found the thread, realized it didn't matter. Cashmere for you all. Cashmere for everybody. Now... The reason why I wanted to put Black Mountainside and White Summer on this, first of all, it doesn't suck, which in 1977 is not a given. Second of all, it not only doesn't suck, it's awesome, and the audience is into it. Third of all, when he finishes Black Mountainside and does that jump off the stool and go right into Kashmir and all the lights go off and it goes, the whole crowd loses their mind and if you listen to that whole thing you're carried along with it and i can't do that with you today because we're already at an hour and that would be bringing us to and plus i haven't loaded the song in huh have i should i huh yeah you know what i'm gonna do i'm yes i am decisiveness mark decisiveness i am going to now Find and import White Summer Black Mountainside and slap it together with Cashmere, just like I did the acoustic set. And you're going to hear the whole thing. How about that? Of course, this is going to now be an hour and a half podcast. Sorry, turning into the Dan Carlin of Led Zeppelin podcast, but that's not a bad thing, right? I just have to learn how to say again. Dan Carlin uh, does a history podcast called Hardcore History, and he's brilliant. But he takes forever to make an episode, forever like months and months. But when the episode comes out, boom, you've got a five-hour chunk of content that just blows your fucking mind. All right, friends. White Summer Black Mountainside, right into Kashmir. No interruptions. See you in 150 years. Thank you.
I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I added uh, White Summer, Black Mountainside. It really, it really built the the, the the tension and set the mood. I hope you agree. If you don't, I apologize for keeping you so long, keeping you up so late. But um, what strikes me about it is, first of all, this entire show, Jimmy's playing almost like it's 1973 again. 75 for sure. The, the sticky fingers are, are few and far between. But more than that, more than that, I think the reason why I liked Since I've Been Loving You and why I liked White Summer Black Mountainside so much is that when Jimmy's playing, he seems to actually have something to say. He doesn't seem to be kind of void of ideas or playing rote in some of the other shows where it's like some of those White Summer Black Mountainsides in the latter day Zeppelin are just grim because he's not playing well mechanically and he's I mean White Summer Black Mountainside is a whole bunch of improv around a set of uh, of set ideas and you can hear that these little vignettes first there's the actual White Summer and then there's moving into what would later become Midnight Moonlight y'all heard that right and uh, I mean, we all we all know the Jimmy stuff that Jimmy do. And if you don't, well, there it is. You just heard it. Um, it was good. In other words, it, it held my attention. And not only that, it held my attention twice. First, when I listened to it. And then again, as I listened, as I, I listened to this as I recorded it, sometimes I just drop the song in and move along. This time I didn't. Um, so there you have it. All right. Led Zeppelin, June 26, 1977. There's a very good chance that there will be a part three, but you already decided, I know. Um, but we'll see. I'll see you in this weekend with at least one classic rock podcast. There were two last weekend. Last weekend was a good weekend. And um, if you don't like the classic rock stuff, no worries. I will be back. Oh, what will I play this weekend? Oh, there is a great bootleg i got of our live recording rather of uh bbm ginger baker jack bruce and gary moore from 1994 which is basically cream with gary moore instead of eric clapton holy mackerel is it good 
Maybe I'll do that. Or maybe I'll do something else. We shall see. But it's past your bedtime. So thank you for sticking with me for almost an hour and a half. And I hope I do you proud. And be good to yourselves and each other. And I'll talk to you soon.